Welcome, welcome, welcome to another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. I'm your host, the unnamed host, Paperboy, so do the ditty with me. <laughs> also alongside my other uh, host, who is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sizzy, sizzy, jizzy, gizzy, gizzle. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's your boy, Osiris. Spelt with the U.S., not with the I.S. Exactly. Not to be confused for trademark reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, man, wrestling, wrestling. Um, our last episode, and it was that we forgot to mention. That I guess this, not to start off on the somber note, but it has to be, uh, you know, told. Um, you know, rest in paradise to Scott Hall. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, he uh, passed away. Uh, Crazy after a hip surgery. Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, uh, was admitted to the ER. Uh, had you know, like you said, a hip sit- situation. Uh, ended up having a cardiac arrest a couple of times, um, and was uh, unable, you know, to uh, go on. Unfortunately, um, but. You know, uh, like I said, we forgot to mention the last episode, but that's very big news. Just you know, and being a, a legend, uh, yeah. one one of, I would say actually a legend that didn't need a belt. Uh, every well, he had the IC belt, but he never had the heavyweight belt. But he was able to still hang up there with the big dogs. Uh, you know, dudes of sheer talent. You know, just charisma. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, Scott Hall probably as funny as this may sound, underrated at how good he was. Yes. Um, you know, he was constantly just putting other guys over. Yes. And, uh, but all, all while looking credible and making himself look good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, amazing talent who didn't need the title to nope. be a top guy. Nope. I think, uh, especially WCW, everyone associates Scott Hall and NWO. It's just like, yeah, he was a top guy, but... Yep, and I I might be one of the few that might enjoy say that I think his Razor Ramon um, gimmick was better than his NWO uh, gimmick. Uh, I felt that you know when he was uh, in the NWOs, almost not didn't, but sort of was like put more to the background. Um, even though he outsiders were still like you know super over and you know pretty much changed the industry you know with the whole nwo but i would lean towards uh you know his uh razor ramon gimmick uh just based off of you know it was a nice little uh homage to Skyface, and you know had the whole package you know the oozing machismo the toothpick you know slick down here the uh cuban link you know uh gold dookie chains um you know and the vignettes that were leading up to it which is, you know, pretty much uh, awe-inspiring. You know, you don't really see that whole that that whole package, you know, in today's wrestlers. Now that I think about it, they're trying to bring it back with you know the new kids from NXT 2.0. But you know, it's hard to do something where a guy already has like the you know the ins and outs of uh, you know his character. I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. And uh, along those lines, I got to say, I appreciate the Razor Ramon gimmick much more as an adult than I did as a kid. Yep. Um, as a kid, I had never seen Scarface. I actually didn't see Scarface till probably like I was close to 30. 
Okay. Um, okay. So, so yeah, it's one of those things where I was definitely able to appreciate it uh, much better later on. And, uh, but, but yeah, no, going back, especially, you know, since his passing, uh, my YouTube algorithm has been flooded with old school Razor Ramon clips and Scott yeah. Paul. And, uh, you know, watching some of those things, you know, he's in the restaurant. He's like, huh, you're talking to me, Chico? Like, <laughs> food all over the place. Like, you know, right. It's like, yeah, that's some great classic stuff. Like, like I said, cause he had, and plus, there was, this is one of the few times where, because I was watching a couple interviews that he he's done, and that was all him bringing the character. He had to yes. let Vince know who was, you know, Razor Ramon, and basically it was a, you know, a homage to Scarface, who, like like Vince was similar to himself, he never seen Scarface, so he just, you know, just ran with, with it and, you know, was able to let you know, Scott do his thing with it. Uh, yeah. So. I, I definitely also tip my hat in regards to that. Um, and then the matches. I think everybody in their mother uh, knows about WrestleMania 10 ladder match against him and Michaels, which yeah. is like my favorite ladder match of all time. Basically, actually, WrestleMania 10 is my favorite pay-per-view of all time, not just because of the ladder match, but you also had Owen versus Brett, you know, at the beginning. Uh, probably like the best opening match I would say of all time as well. <laughs> um, definitely the ladder match was, man, like it, it was back and forth. The the high spots wasn't too gimmicky, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they were able to use the ladder as what the match consisted as a ladder match. It wasn't just like, all right, it's a ladder match, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And the lads were all bent and warped at the end of the match, you know. So it definitely, you know, you could tell like the guys that they took a call on both, you know, competitors. Um, so, yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, in fact, I, I got to go back and watch rewatch WrestleMania 10 because you're right. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an all time classic. Yep. Um, now I think about it, I can't remember the other match. Well, I know Brett fought Yoko at the end. Yep. Uh, he did a double head that night. I'm just trying to think between that. Who? Lex Luger fought Yoko. He did? Yeah. In WrestleMania 10? Yes. So both of them did really? I don't remember Lex and was this American Lex? Lex Lex Express Lex? Yeah, American American Lex Express. It was uh because this was coming after the Royal Rumble. Okay. Where uh him and Brett both went over the top at the same time. Oh, they were doing that. Yeah, they did like the the replay of like whose foot touched first. Yes. Now I think about it, that was a pretty that was a dicey, you know, uh, spot because you know that could also go, you know, <laughs> not go right. Oh, if absolutely. If you're planning for something, be like, all right, both of you guys gonna go up at the same time, make it look like both of your feet touch at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like the unis the unison to like <laughs> do that. <clears throat> no, and not watch it. That's <laughs> difficult, and I can say, having done that spot myself, actually, okay, yeah, it's it's nerve wracking because uh, <laughs> it's so easy for that to go wrong, right? So, do you basically have to do like arm and arm together, like yeah, both so your heads I, go uh, facing the ground while your feet are up in the air, like at the same time, like type of thing? So yeah, so when I did the spot, it was with uh, the lumberjack, okay, and uh, this was. I'm going to say 2012. Okay. Um, if it wasn't that year, it was either the year before or the year after. Okay. Um, and, uh, but yeah, when we did the spot, um, Lumberjake was clotheslining me over the top rope and we were both going to be going over. 
Okay. And he outweighed me by maybe close to 100 pounds at that point in time. Okay. And uh, so I was worried about the, the physics of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's going to go down first. Like, that's just, you know, yeah, how nature or science. I don't, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so um, in my head, I was like, you know what? I need to be hugging, literally hugging his body. Uh, okay. you know okay and uh so that way we, we landed at the same time and, and that's nice. what we did um he, he came over with the clothesline we, yep. we both went over and i i just clutched onto him and, and so yeah both our bodies went down and you um, said yes yep it, it's not as safe as a landing um you know but it's the, <laughs> the best way to to make that spot work yeah and make it look legit yes yep i, I just think you have to do that on a major pay-per-view and you're the last two combatants. Right? Like it's <laughs> it tight and heights the stretch factor to make it look right. Oh yeah, you got I mean, you know, for, for us at NCW we had, you know, maybe a crowd of a hundred people and right. you know, whoever's watching online. Uh <laughs> I can't imagine WWE and you've got millions of dollars on the line. You know? <laughs> right. And that's like it. Yeah. And that goes on to your next major pay-per-view for Mania. Yeah. Like you only, because the Royal Rumble was in what, January? Yep. And back then there was only the four pay-per-views. So you didn't have another pay-per-view to like, there was no in your house at the time. So they couldn't like, all right, we bought you here. We can sort of do it. Right. Uh, you know, it's on that. Once that, that pay-per-view is over, it's already on the, Coliseum home video printing press. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh and yeah, moving forward to WrestleMania, and especially at that time before the network, you yep. know, pay-per-views were a huge deal for the wrestlers. Um, because that's that that determines how much money you're making that night. Especially and, the headliner. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, you want to be in that main event spot because uh, yep. a lot of guys were making a million dollars in one night. Whew. So I wonder what, like, Brett and Yoko, when they were doubleheaded, I wonder what they pulled down uh, those nights in. Yeah, I'd have to assume a lot, especially Madison Square Garden. Yes. You know, so, and really, especially Brett, well, actually, Brett and Yoko probably both got paid really well. I was going to say, especially Brett, because he was, but I'm like, no, Yoko was well taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they were oh, both definitely. probably paid a nice, pretty penny. Um I don't know if you know the infamous story of Ric Flair and his WrestleMania, what is it, WrestleMania 8, where he wrestled Savage? Yeah, WrestleMania 8. Um, the okay. 800 and something thousand dollar payday um, for, for WrestleMania 8. I want to say the number was like 848,000, but it was 800 and something thousand regardless. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Ric Flair literally had to take the check. <laughs> And signed it over to Vince McMahon because Vince had loaned him money for like tax issues and like some women stuff. <laughs> oh wow, that's terrible, right? <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, well, you can't be living the you know Jeff line limousine riding, you know, life forever. I mean, look at today's you know one percenters; they live very frugal lives. I think I was reading an article that Elon Musk rents out. No, no, I think he bought. A uh, 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 small house in Austin, Texas, for like fifty-five thousand dollars. Some some astronomically low money for somebody that's like worth billions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you know, they all like Warren Buffett, who's like a big investor, like still, you know, has like paper brown paper bag lunches like to work. Like it. You yes. Know. <laughs> you know, yeah. Now they uh, 
they 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 spend very wisely, I, I guess. Although uh, Elon Musk, his ex, uh, what was her name? Something Grimes. Okay. Um, she she said that like he wouldn't even like buy a new mattress like when their mattress was falling apart. I'm like, well, that's silly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you know, you got the the money you spend, you have to make it back somehow. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, a mattress that's 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 an investment in your health. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sweet. Health <laughs> is wealth. Health is wealth. But um, going back to Scott Hall. Um, obviously, when uh, the whole click, you know, that situation, then, you know, uh, him and uh, it's funny, it's in, in reverse, like, I thought Kevin Nash as Diesel was okay, but then I really enjoyed him as, you know, NWO Kevin Nash, you know, which was, like I say, in reverse, so I enjoyed Scott, I mean, Ray Ramon more than I did, you know, the Scott Hall. Okay, I NWO. got you. Like, it was like, they had, like, it's weird. Um, but yeah, when they went over as outsiders, you know, uh, and then obviously they formed the NWO, the three-man group, just Hogan at the time, before, you know, X-Pac joined. It was, you know, super dope, you know, because it is oozing, yeah. like, you know, charisma as far as, like, all right, we're t- wink, wink, invading another, co- you know, wrestling promotion, even though we signed to these people. But at the time, nobody knew. Well, I mean, obviously, the the smarts did, but, like, as kids, we were like, oh, what is this? Oh, Yeah. Like, <clears throat> and especially because those were guys and I mean Hogan you know there's a lot of talk of uh, over the years of that oh if it wasn't Hogan like you know would it have been Sting would it have been this person or that person yep. but it's like Hogan was the right choice because he was so tied to WWF you know exactly exactly when you think of WWF the first thing well maybe kids nowadays probably want to associate but it'd be instantly Hogan you know right. now it might be maybe like Stone Cold or The Rock but Back then, like our parents were like, yeah, it's, you know, Hogan, Macho Man, they like those are household names at the time. Oh, completely. Here's the, I, I always tell people, and it would definitely be different today, but right. I can go back as recently as like 2008 mm-hmm. uh, and possibly even more recent than that, but I feel very confident and comfortable in saying 2008. Mm-hmm. And when I used to tell people like I wrestle and they're like, oh, like they didn't get it. And then they'd be like, oh, like Hulk Hogan. Like, that, <laughs> right? Like, you know, they, they didn't know wrestling, but they knew who Hulk Hogan was. Right. So, uh, yeah. Um, so that was like that when he became a, a, a heel that like turned the whole you know wrestling world upside down. Even yeah. though he still, even though he was still cutting, and because also like you can be a heel, but then like you can be like a heel that like there's no change really. But thankfully, yeah. it was due to, you know, National Hall, like, they were able to, like, re... Like, Hogan was, like, clay at point. They were able to re, you know, form him into something that had, like... He was still cutting long-winded 80s promos, but it still had, like, a new twinge. You know, yeah, new... they gave him some swagger, you know? Exactly, exactly. Because he was still... They were saying cutting, like, two-hour, like, let me tell you something, brother, type of promos. So they were able to, like... Give us cliff note version of it. You know. <laughs> uh, and those, I mean, those original like NWO, like the shot in the black and white, like the following announcement has been paid for. Oh, those are super dope. <laughs> yeah. Super dope. Because yeah. it had the shaky cam. It was all, you know, very gritty. Yes. They'd be and like chopped it, up. Like. Yep. 
Like yeah, I, I feel like that now that you're, you're now that you mentioned it, I feel like they let Hogan cut like his like usual promo, and then they just cut it up in like <laughs> <laughs> the back room. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, edit edit this like you know thirty minutes about nothing that's out, and we'll do the rest. Yeah. <laughs> then also too, like it was it's another thing we when wrestling is well packaged. So also with the the interest music, the NWO music, like where you had the it's Jimi the Hendrix New World Order. Exactly. Exactly. When you think about the melody of it, it's somewhat like trash to the ears. Like it's not very melodic, but like it was mm. perfect for like interest music to like swag walk down the aisle to. You know what I'm completely, saying? Completely, completely. And you had Hogan, and, and I mean, don't even we'll, we'll get to the the Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child entrance in a yep. moment. But yep. before even he got to that, I mean, with the original NWO song, you're like in the middle there with the guitar riff, the <laughs> oh, then they had like the the like the like maniac laugh in the background. Yes, yes. Like the the ad libs. Yes, yeah, so the, we are in control. Like, <laughs> like great stuff, and you got like out there the, air guitar. Like, yeah, oh, cause cool walk. Like, yeah, because he had the yep. Because uh, and then he then did he do the spooky fingers as Razor or was that was that NW Outsiders? Okay, because I remember. Okay, I'm trying to remember the spooky fingers. I can only remember in WCW. That's why I'm curious. Like if, if they he definitely did them as Razor, at least if nothing else in his match with One Two Three Kid. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, you know, uh, the end of your boy. Woof. That was lightning in the ball. That's for sure. That that really was. I mean, just the, the right group of the right people at the right time. Yep. Um, yep. And, and even, you know, and so now I'll get to, I mean, when, when they transitioned, they brought in Dennis Rodman and uh, they, they had the voodoo child, Jimi Hendrix song and I mean Hogan never looked cooler I think than coming out to that song it's got Rob oh, from definitely. all the NWO guys like. um, and then yeah because uh, that at that point he was fully like when they first started NWO you still saw Hogan 80s attire to yes. the group but then like like you said when they brought in like six and obviously you know the Rodman you know combo storyline but even before that like <clears throat> Hogan's apparel I, you know was totally like he had the black beard. Uh, he had the shade. Uh, yes. If he, if he if he wasn't wearing the title belt, he had the weight belt. Uh, yep. The uh, black pants. He, yeah. Then uh, when he had the title belt, they sprayed the NWO on the you know on it. Yep. Um, and like you said, with the voodoo child, man. Whoo. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but what what persona did you like enjoy more? Uh, Real quick to put a notch on uh, Scott Hall, the, his outsiders gimmick or the Razor gimmick? In live time, definitely the outsiders gimmick. Okay. But I, I'm curious to go back and watch them both and, and see as an adult which one I enjoy more. And I think it may be the Razor gimmick. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I was going to say, to his, obviously, as the Razor gimmick, it's like, in ring performance was you know top notch. You can like sell like the best of them and put you know like you said guys over and still carry on as a good match. Did you think when he went to WCW it was able to stay at that same level, or you think he got better or it dipped a little bit? I think from a wrestling standpoint, it dipped a little bit. Okay. And uh, I don't know if that's you know the reported issues he he may have had going on at that time. 
Okay. Um, or if it was just the talent he was working with. Okay. And do you think on the mic it went up, stayed the same, or dipped a little bit? On the mic it went up. Uh, he okay. definitely like really figured out how to connect with the people. Is that did he introduce the AO or did he have that as Razor? Um, I feel like he had that as Razor, but it, like he didn't use it with the people. Like that's just how he spoke. Yeah, all the survey says. Yeah, I, I feel like that was Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, like you know, when he was doing all that, he was—I mean—the people were responding and connecting with him. They were like on their, on on the edge of their seats, just waiting for him to say, <laughs> "Hey, yo!" You know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh man, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, R.I.P. to Scott Hall. You know. Uh, yes. Uh, his family, you know, uh, tragic loss in the wrestling world, that's for sure, you know. No, that is, that, that definitely is. I mean, it's very, still, I think he was in his late 50s, but still very young. Yeah, no, that is very young. And, uh, you know, I feel for Nash, he, he uh, tweeted, you know, he's like, you never know, uh, how much you, you miss someone or how much you need someone until they're gone, something like that. Right. You know? It's like, yeah, but. Whew, you, you know, that's a sad part of life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, also, in the wrestling news, uh, Triple H has finally, uh, not finally, but has retired uh, due to uh, his heart situation. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, had a very uh, close uh, case of uh, heart failure. Yes, and uh, he's got a defibrillator now. Yeah, and uh, I had actually, um, I had actually found out about this a week ago, uh, okay. before it broke out on the news. Oh, okay. Uh, I was able to get some inside information. Of course, uh, I didn't want to share it here on the show and right. uh, bury official. my sources. Yeah, 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 you know exactly. But uh, but yeah, I, I had heard about this. Uh, the, my source had told me they're like, yeah, he had three heart attacks. Like he, he's done. Um, and I was like, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he comes out and announced it on the Stephen A. Smith show. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Like, it's yeah. a different platform. You think you're doing on your on your own? Uh, but I mean, hey, you know, it gets a message out there. I guess even to the casual, you know, fans. Um, yeah, craziness. Um, you think he'll do a? You think he'll be a mania to do official retirement? Um, I doubt it. I, I doubt okay. it. I, I feel like would that be like the best way as a send off? Um, is that such a tough one? Why is that? <laughs> Because I, I don't know if, like, you know, I guess it all depends where he's at mentally with everything. Okay. And, uh, you know, because one, I don't know if he feels like, oh, he doesn't want to take away from WrestleMania. Okay. Um, you know, and two, because WrestleMania is supposed to be, like, you know, it's Dis- Disney World for wrestling. Like, it's the happiest day on Earth. Right, right, right. Um, that sort of thing. Um, well, I would it be better if he did the Hall of Fame speech? Maybe, but I mean that would be weird. I feel like, especially with this year's <laughs> Hall of Fame taking place okay. right after SmackDown. Okay, all right. 
But yeah, I, I think he's going to be the type to just kind of quietly walk away. Maybe that you know he'll do his hall. He'll probably be inducted in the Hall of Fame next year. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. Actually, the rumor is Batista's going in next year. I don't know if they would do the two of them in the same class. On Evolution. Very true. Very true. But I feel like that's like two very big names. Okay. Okay. Um. So I know uh, in his interview with Stephen A, he mentioned you know his father and grandfather had you know predisposed to it, so you know genetically in the, in his family. Um, do you think it was inevitable that he was going to have this situation, or do you think with the wrestling's uh, supplemental routine added an extra, it accelerated maybe a little quicker than it should have? That's always a tough one and a really tough one to speculate on. Um, you know, but I will say with all the, uh, I feel like especially recently in body, well, actually I think there, it goes through waves, but there was a recent wave of like heart attacks and deaths in bodybuilding. Yep. And, uh, you know, people talk about the, aside from just the, the steroid usage and everything else, people also yep. talk about the wear and tear of having a body that's not meant to be that big. Um, Especially you know, your, your organs right. increasing in size. Yeah, your organs increase in size, and you just put a lot more demand on the body than it's meant to handle. Right. Um, and that's, I think, something that, uh, unfortunately, because there's not a lot of steroid research, especially long-term, and to, to that sort of the supra-physiological level, right. um, you know, I think that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like, you know, if you're only supposed to be a 200 pound guy and you get up to like 275, your heart, you know, your heart's still supposed to be doing the work of a 200 pound guy, you, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and so, it was, I, thankfully, they were able to catch it because was, he was saying that he was, you know, coughing up blood. And Stephanie was like, yeah, you got to go to, you know, get that checked out as soon as, you know, immediately. Um, yes. Which yeah, is that could be much to- worse. Yeah, because they said his heart was pumping at like when they admitted he was admitted to the you know, ER down to like twelve percent, some crazy amount. Like he was basically knocking on Dev's door. Yeah, so he was very blessed that he was able, you know, to, they were able to catch it in time. But it was similar, unfortunately, when Eddie passed, that his heart was like enlarged, like quadruple the size, you know, of his like you're saying his frame could handle. Right. So it's definitely something. I'm surprised that you said they don't have enough enough long-term studies because steroids has, has been around for and now 50 years i would say 50 40 years yeah oh, probably longer than that even yes i would thought they uh, still don't have enough research in regards to that they don't and the reason being um i guess ultimately the reason being because the, to get like that level of size and everything is way beyond i think what a, what would like constitute like good medical I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Uh, like, 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 it's just like, I, I feel like you probably can't do studies on like long-term crack use. Like, Yeah, but you, I mean, they, I don't know. Cause they do have studies on what happens if you do take drugs for, or even when you they, drink alcohol for a long time, you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. So I'm not sure how that, yeah, I don't know the, the how that would work. Okay, but I because I'm like they do have studies on, on steroids, but here's the problem with all the studies on steroids: like they're they're small doses, okay. and I mean everything is relative, of course. Okay. But but yeah, like the no one's done studies on like the levels of doses that a bodybuilder would take. 
and, and okay. I and I have to assume it's just because yeah like that's you, you can't like medically be like oh yeah like we're gonna like give this person like this much stuff like five okay. times more than what's medically okay 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 all right all right um uh, but yeah so I I mean a if you're like current wrestlers now you know that's might have like a you know using even though the wellness policy forbids it but it's like, do you look at, you know, Triple H as an example? Like, all right, maybe I should, you know, chill with that type of stuff. And, you know, if not, you're just like, oh, that won't happen to me if I, you know, do the stand the third. Um, I, I'm sure most people are going to be of the attitude that that won't happen to me as long as I do this, that, and the third. Gotcha. Um, and I do think, like, uh, I mean, guys, even guys that I think are on the gas today, Yep. They're not on as much as guys were back then. I mean, you look at Prime Triple H, he was like a beast. <laughs> when he came back from his injury? Yeah. Okay. And, and like, there's nobody that's like comes even close to that kind of size now. Like, other than like maybe Brock Lesnar. <laughs> but the strange thing is, when he had his, you know, heart situation, you would think that it'd be like more of a, like, if he was like still on. The, you know the gas at the time but he's been well you know doing office work for like the past like six or seven years maybe make an in-ring appearance like maybe once out the you know blue moon but for the most part like you would think he wouldn't be using anything so like you know his heart should be like fine at that point it should like you know reduce itself in size if he's not pumping out you know as much you know activity with it so it's just so strange how now you know it affected him in his you know later years well, I mean, just wear and tear of the body. And, uh, you know, yeah, one of those things where, and who really knows, I guess, at the end of the day, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you, you put yourself through things in the younger years and you can pay for it in your later years. That's crazy. Um, you know, it, it is, but that's, uh, you know, that's unfortunately how the body works. Uh, yeah, it's even really crazy because he was one of the guys in the clique that didn't do all the other, you know, <laughs> drugs. But then yeah, he's, right. you know, the closest one to like having, you know, being taken out. Like, it's like, oof. Well, and I guess in that regards, because, yeah, he, outside of steroids, he was straight edge. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I guess I should say allegedly a steroid. Right, right. I don't yeah. know if he's ever said that he's done steroids. We're just—I nah, you know, don't think he's ever mentioned it. Yeah, so we're we're speculating here. Exactly, um, exactly. But, Alleged, yeah, yeah. But like you said, because you know, like you know, Nash has been you know vocal about his pill popping days, and you know, same thing with you know you know X Pac and obviously Michaels. So it's like crazy. But uh, you know, along those lines, and different drugs have different effects on different parts of the body. Yep. So, like, I'd be curious how all those guys, how their livers are, because um, that's, you know, what processes all the drugs and alcohol. Uh, okay. But, yeah, none of those guys. X-Pac, I don't know if he ever touched the gas, like, at all. Uh, well, he, got, he put on both from one, two, three kids to later. Okay. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's I'd still question it, um, yes. just because he never really got that big or, or that ripped. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, because yeah, you can put on bulk over the years, especially as you get older. That's one thing I'm I'm noticing now uh, for myself is that uh, you know over COVID I, I put on thirty pounds uh, okay. of fat because uh, okay. I wasn't working out and I was ordering a lot of takeout, and everything else, and that now I'm recompositioning uh, and I'm losing fat, gaining muscle, but my body is bigger than than what than it was. Okay. Um, 
you know, I was, uh, I looked back at pictures from about five years ago and I was about 180 pounds and, uh, now I'm 200 pounds and I'm getting close to similar conditioning and okay. it's no, no changes really other than I think just being older. Okay. And so the body holds weight a little bit more. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Do you think, uh, like, <laughs> With the Rock, do you think we have, we're gonna see some headline with him? I, I hope not, but anything right. is possible, you know. Right, because he's much bigger than he once was, and he's still, you know, going. Getting I mean, he bigger does post bigger his, every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does post his, you know, his, his eating diet, uh, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a little bit more than just the chicken and broccoli. Uh, <laughs> oh, he has his cheat days where he'll eat like 10 whole pizzas and stack of pancakes, uh, stuff like that. Yes, yes. And, and not, uh, you know, put a pound on. <laughs> which uh, I- I'm not accusing Rock of being on growth hormone <laughs> and insulin. But uh, Why insulin? He's diabetic? Uh, no, so growth hormone and insulin, uh, and I don't know a lot of the science behind this. Okay. Um, I wish I knew someone that did. I'd be like, oh, we should have so-and-so on as a guest. Uh, yeah, right. But, uh, but from what I understand, um, people that take growth hormone, they also will take insulin, and it does something with, like, shuttling carbs to the muscles. And I, like I said, I don't really understand the science of it. Okay, uh, but there's something to that, and, and that's why they have to have like those crazy cheat meals. Um, and when uh, I was training with Steve Bradley, yeah, um, super bad Steve Bradley. Oh yeah, uh, you, you going back on that name? Yes, yes. You know, rest in peace to him. Um, but yeah, right. Never, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a sad, very sad case. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, when I was training with him, I remember him one day telling me about uh, he, he was living with Brock Lesnar. Uh, okay. And he said that Brock was on growth hormone and insulin and would order like two large, like full, like meat pizzas, like, you know, two large pizzas with the works. And he'd eat both of them like in one sitting. Um, and he was like, yeah, it's crazy. He's like, and he'd get like more ripped. Like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, oh wow! Uh, well, hopefully, you know the Rock has, you know, the greatest, you know, doctors to keep an eye on his, you know, uh, organs because, like you said, yeah. you know, like, like his liver, his heart, you know, the stuff that you know keeps the body going. Yes, you know, and yeah, I, you know, the Rock got the Rock got more money than Triple H. As crazy as that may sound to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually, maybe a lot of people would understand that. I mean, The Rock at one point was the richest man in Hollywood. Right. Um, or not the richest man, per se, but making the most money that year. Uh, right. Because the richest man is probably like Jack Nicholson or someone like who's been making money over the years. Right, 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 right. Uh, speaking of which, did you know Samuel L. Jackson didn't get his start until he was in his 40s? As an actor? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just recently read that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Right? That's wild. Uh, right. Illustrious career, though. Very, very. Um, but but anyways, all of that to say, The Rock, Rock's yeah. got a lot of money. So hopefully a lot of lot of investment in doctors and blood yeah. work and all that good stuff. But that can yeah. But in, in, in scheme of things, that can only 
keep an observation. Your body can do whatever it wants to do on a whim. Absolutely. Absolutely. We really, I mean, we can control our bodies to the extent, but our bodies have as much control in itself than we do. Yeah, no, it's true. It's so true. It's, yeah. uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, going, well, I guess we, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, Scott Hall being able to, you know, be a legend even with all the, uh, Heavyweight uh, talent range. What other wrestlers do you think had the same similar situation? That's had an illustrious career and they didn't need a heavyweight title look to be the man. Oh, uh, immediately off the top of my head, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Um, All right, I can see that. But uh, yeah, um, but I was going to say, do you think Henning, the Mr. Perfect character, more than like, Razor Ramon in regards to like legendary statusness. Um, no. Okay. Not at least definitely not with the younger people. With people okay. in our age group, for sure, he's a legend. Right, 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 but, right, right. Uh, you know, after after his WWF run, uh, and he went to WCW, he just wasn't the same guy. Right, 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 right. Well, actually, he did have a, a revival uh, with the whole um, rappers crap thing. He did, but. But yeah, but it, he, wasn't, like, it wasn't long. No, it wasn't long. And he just didn't, he wasn't the same guy as he was in, you know, 1991 when him and Bret Hart were, you know, tearing it down at SummerSlam. True, 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 true. You know, and he had his back issues and things. And I guess, yeah, at the end of the day, his career was just too short. Cause, well, uh, I mean, really, not really. Well, well, think about this. He, he was a manager for like a year or two. Okay. But don't forget, Kurt, the Mr. Perfect game was early 80s, and don't forget he was in AWA. No, for sure, for sure. But in AWA, he was still he was still kind of coming up the ranks. Oh, okay. And okay. it's AWA. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think back in the day, wasn't that a, a, a popping region? Like, it had, what, it like, Bart Winkle and... After WWF, probably, you know, it, it actually probably went WWF, NWA, slash WCW, then AWA. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I'll give yeah, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, okay, I'll, I can I can see perfect. I can see perfect. Um, I would probably probably say maybe a uh, Piper. Yes, you absolutely. Know, as well, definitely a uh, 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 you know '80s legend that was able to transition into into the '90s. I think even his career even went like you said. You know, perfect. You know, had the rappers crap, and you know, so he was in NWO. But Piper just sort of like floundered in WCW, but it was still able. His namesake was still. Up there as Rowdy Piper. I mean, yeah. shoot, look at Ronda Rousey still rocking, you know, <laughs> you know, gimmicks. So, no, for sure, for sure. No, Hot Rod, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Uh, he's definitely a legend that, yeah, never had the world title, never needed it. Nope. Um, he was a guy that understood the business of, of wrestling. Yep. Uh, trying to think of Macho had the title, so that he has a count. Um, Trying to think, uh, uh, Owen Hart. That's a tough one. Okay. I don't know. I personally never looked at Owen Hart as a top guy. I, I always looked at him as a top mid Carter. Okay. I don't know if that's fair. Okay. Um, but that's just how I always perceived him. Okay. No, no worries. Um, trying to think of, uh, your man, Honky Tonk. Or is he only captured to the 80s? 
I feel like, yeah, only captured to the 80s with him. Okay. Um, love him dearly. Yep. And uh, amazing entertainer uh, and everything else. But I don't feel like he was like guy like that. You'd be like, oh, yeah, like legend that didn't need the world title. Okay. All right. Um, trying to think of uh, new era guys. Um, that the never new era, I feel like everybody got the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's whole holding like it used to yeah um uh um there's a legend yeah so that seems like it's a lot now I can think about it no it's uh you know so, you, have- so in theory you really need a title then to like make a, a name for yourself and if you can't do it you definitely like that should like up your legend status then yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed wholeheartedly. Because, um, yeah, you look at, I mean, so many people, especially, again, in, you look at modern times, everyone's had the title. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, like, I, I love Kofi Kingston, but I don't know if I would have made... Well, I, I would have made him world champion because there was that... The, the people wanted it. Okay. Um, but, like, if I was running the show from day one to, to now... Like yeah. th- there would have been so many people that weren't champion that the people wouldn't have wanted Kofi to be champion. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Let's switch it to that side then. So, what person that was had the belt didn't really need the belt? Um, you say Kofi? Yeah, Kofi. Uh, man, uh, Christian would not have had any title reigns. Christian was a heavyweight t- uh, champ. Yeah. For what? Uh, for WWF? Yeah, after uh, Edge retired. I'm pretty sure Christian had the big gold belt. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think he was for the ECW. He was definitely ECW champ, but I think he had the big gold belt at one point, too. Oh, wow. Who did he beat for that? That is a great question. Uh, <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to look into that. Okay, all right. All right, so all right, Christian, he didn't need it. Um, who else would I have not given the title to? I wouldn't have given it to Orton the first time he got it. Orton definitely would have earned it later. So is this an Orton was in uh, Evolution? Yeah. Okay. He wasn't ready yet, in my opinion. Okay. But he definitely would have earned it later. Okay. Um. Probably wouldn't have given it to Mysterio. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially when you think of the guys that were around at that time. Batista, With, uh, Undertaker, okay, um, Cena, um, you know, I'm just like, yeah, no, I wouldn't have had it on Mysterio when you've got guys like that around, okay, um, you know, that's no different than uh, Hangman Adam Page in AEW right now. You like to go back to him not the belt and Daniel should be the one with the belt. It's hilarious. I think he like y'all got some weird heat between you two. <laughs> No, no weird heat. Like it's just one of those situations. It's just so glaring to me. Uh, I'm like, I, I get the the plan they had to make him the champion, and with the roster they had, like at the time that they made that plan, the okay. plan made sense, maybe. Okay. But at this point, no. Like you know, there are so many people <laughs> like that that you put the belt on ahead of him that it doesn't make sense for him to have the championship. Oh, okay. Did uh did Big Show ever have the title heavyweight title? Yes, he definitely did. Okay, all right. I was gonna say like 
he could have been in that legend status that didn't get it. But since you said he got it at one point, uh, all right. Uh, with that being said, do do we uh-huh. count Andre? I mean, Andre technically won the title, but I feel like no one counts it. When did he win the title? Uh, before WrestleMania four. Before WrestleMania, so it was like a house show or something. Um, was it a Saturday night main event, maybe? But uh, that's what uh-huh. led to the title being vacated um, because it turned out that uh, it was the the fake referee, not fake referee, but it was uh, Dave Hebner. But they had said like it was somebody had paid to get plastic surgery to look like Earl Hebner. <laughs> so he beat Hogan. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember this. And then presented the title to Ted DiBiase. All right. Well, since it's on like a technicality, then definitely Andre. Then. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't. All right. Um, do we? Do we? Uh, does DiBiase count? Yeah, I put DiBiase on that list. He says he only had like a million dollar title, which he was only one to have. That's not true. Virgil beat him for it. Okay, well, I'm, I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, uh, Jake the Snake. Oh, absolutely, Jake the Snake goes on that list. All right. <clears throat> it's funny how you say. It's funny how you say like all the new guys. This today's era's had it, but like in the '80s, a lot of guys didn't. Right, like, and they're guys like that. If they were in today's era, they'd be multiple time champions. <laughs> <laughs> You are true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are most certainly true. Um, <laughs> well, um, all right. Um, um, well, what about the nineties? What about the the early Monday Night uh, Raw guys? Like, do you think? Because all right, the, the the main ones was Brett had it, Diesel, Michaels, um, King Mabel. Did he have it? Oh, I own the IC belt. Did King Mabel have it and lose it to Undertaker? Or am I making that up? I don't know. You might be right. But then who did King Mabel be, get it from then? That's a very, very handsome question. Uh, let's see. Hold Was on. he a legend that never had the title or no? We're going we're gonna to check the Google machine. Okay. Let's see. King Mabel. And Sir Moe. Sir <laughs> And Oscar. Okay. Here's a picture of him right here holding up the belt. Okay. So yeah, he had it. Let's see what's the deal. What's Wikipedia gonna say about Nelson Fraser Jr. World Wrestling Federation. This King of the Ring. Yeah, that's how you got the crown, King Mabel. Yes. Okay, he did not have the belt. He feuded with the Undertaker for it. Oh, okay. Okay. So do you give it to him, or was he mostly mid-card, mid-carder for you? I, I say it was mostly mid-carder. When he became Viscera? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, okay. We, um, one, two, three, kid, a.k.a. X-Pac, a.k.a. Six. I mean, I would have never made it. in the Rey Mysterio too small for you. Yeah, I think just too small. Amazingly talented wrestler. Mm-hmm. Amazingly talented. One of the most. He was the first wrestlers. one to, and he was the first one to have X Pac heat. He was the one to crown it. <laughs> that is true. Very true. <laughs> with, with the with the fans 
I think he's what yeah what other wrestlers I guess quote unquote has X Pac heat where the fans don't really vibe with you. I like a personal level for Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Because <laughs> he's always been like pushing himself to like be number one, but like nobody's like maybe at one point when he was uh what was his promotion with his father? Oh um uh USWA. Yeah, maybe he was over with the fans because he was it's regional. But from like yeah, a national possible. tip, you know, he wasn't really that loved. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would put him on on that list. Okay. Uh, I know this one's probably going to be controversial. There's going to be a lot of people that will argue with me on this one. Uh oh. But uh, Shane Douglas, I think, goes on that list. Nah, you bugging on that one. <laughs> See, I told you. The franchise, ECW. Ooh. Oh, he was sweet. Ooh. So what? Uh, so you thinking like his like six month run as the the teacher gimmick? I'm thinking anything outside of the franchise. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I can think. He had the WF run and then ECW. And then he went to WCW. He did? Yep, exactly. Well, I, well, during the whole Monday Night Raw, I only there was only I only had time to watch one thing, so I, I was mostly WF the whole time. So I never watched a whole lot of EC, uh, WCW at the time. So when when was he in WCW? Um, he was there for like the wars and. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, he wasn't used very well. And um, what was his gimmick? He was the franchise Shane Douglas, not oh, okay. different from his ECW one, but not not booked the same way. And that changed toward, everything. Was this toward the end of the, uh, WCW? I think so. Ah, see, you know, that could be bad booking because WCW like 2000 was pretty much like garbage at that point. I, I don't fully disagree. There were some there were some bright spots there. Uh, okay. But uh, but yeah, but then Shane Douglas went to TNA after that. Yeah, I never watched Impact, and I don't feel like he, he was very good there either. But you know, he, he probably age. You know, like you said, all wrestlers have their prime for sure. But yeah. I just feel like his his was it, and I love the franchise e- ECW and the Triple Threat and the whole thing. Oh. Like, have in ring skills, mic skills, yeah, has a look. You know, no, size agreed. and everything. Agreed. But outside of that run, I, I've never seen him as the guy. Yeah, y'all got heat. That's the that's the low key thing. That's all. <laughs> at, at a show, he probably uh didn't shake it, shake your hand. <laughs> uh, no, that's not the case. Although I will say, <laughs> I was on a show with him, and he told uh-huh. me he'd get me booked for some company in Pennsylvania, and that never happened. Yeah, okay. So that's why y'all yeah. <laughs> Shane Douglas, he a legend. <laughs> like no, I said, no Xbox heat. No Xbox heat. Like I said, people disagree and you are people and you are disagreeing. <laughs> uh any other ones that uh pop up? Uh, Dixie Carter? Oh, she's not a performer, but okay. <laughs> I mean, for a period of time, she she kind of was. She became an on air talent in TNA. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, do I have any in my head that like people just like just boo at, at a drop of a dime? Not because like your gimmick <laughs> entitles yeah. that. I guess <laughs> Cena at a point. Yeah, Cena at a point. You know, Roman Reigns like, at a point. Because yeah, when you overpush, but then that's not really like Xbox heat because Xbox no. wasn't over. Well, was Xbox overpushed? That's why 
people weren't vibing with him or was just he was just there for their sake I feel like he was just there for their sake okay alright um, so it's a, yeah I guess Cena and Reigns that's a different kind of heat those two got right. yeah because it's like it's, it's the Hogan complex yeah but then did Goldberg have that in WCW because I always felt like folks were like behind him for the most part with his, no, Goldberg know, definitely did not have that degree. yeah everyone loved Goldberg yeah Hey, but so. Goldberg push like it, it, it was so organic. Yeah, now that I think about like, the, the, was his push similar to a Hogan push or not similar to a Hogan push? Um, uh, that is a good question. It, it's it's tough to to answer that, and the reason why I say that is because it was a different era of wrestling. Okay, and so. Yeah, I, I would say the Goldberg push was similar to the Hogan push, the the early WWF 80s run. Um, there were definitely some similarities there. I, I think where WCW went wrong, per se, mm-hmm. is, uh, and this is because it was a different era, they didn't think someone could be portrayed as the Superman type. But okay. Goldberg, for whatever reason, like people were buying into it. Same thing with, and I, I think it had to do with that time period. I mean, same thing with Austin. People were buying into Austin, um, right? Yeah. And, now and, I think about with, with Austin. Did he? How many matches did he go as long as Goldberg before he had his first defeat? Oh yeah, because like, Austin, Austin was constantly getting screwed. Okay, so did when was his first clean loss then? Austin's. Yeah. Well, I guess clean loss. That, that's a different question. Okay. Because I'm like, Austin had a bunch of losses throughout. I mean, Austin, that his match with Bret Hart. Austin lost that match. And and actually that, well, even that I, I can't call a clean loss, but it's like, yeah, Austin lost the match and got even more over in the loss. Right, but I'm saying, because like, all right, so Nash broke the streak, right? For yeah, Goldberg, right? He pinned him. And, that, and that was a mistake. So when did Stone Cold get pinned in the ring? One, two, three. Um, I would have to look it up. Okay, but but here's here's the thing. Yep. Like the reason why we know Nash ended the streak is because that was such a big deal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We can't think of when Austin got his first loss because of what Austin was losing all the time. Austin was constantly getting screwed, and that and it was a different different type of push, different type of story. Right, but in Nash's win wasn't clean either because didn't Scott Hall shock him with a taser? Yes, but so, it, was, it was done poorly. Um, it, yeah, there were a lot of things about it. They, I, I, I get where they were going with it, but I think yeah. it was poor execution. How would you have booked it? Um, I, number one, I wouldn't have had Goldberg lose there. But Did he uh, lose at Starcade? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Starcade. I mean, at least the stage was their major pay per view. So I mean, yes. it wasn't like a, some some boom, you know, house show. No, agreed wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, if it was me, I wouldn't have had him lose there. Okay. But if I was okay. going to have him lose there, yep. It, 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 so like Scott Hall tasted him with like the Mounties shock stick kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like I would have had Mounties like a, shock stick. Yeah, like. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I, I would have had like a real taser. Oh, okay. Okay. If, like if you're gonna go that route, like would it really like, made that big of a difference though? <laughs> I think so. Well you so, said you just said the Mountie, so you know that was the Mountie had a shocker, you know, cattle bra or whatever. Yeah, but that, it was silly. 
now you just you know trashing on the Mounties gimmick down. Do you, so do you have heat with Jacques Rizzo? No, because I love the Mounties. You had a show for Montreal or something. I love the theme song. I'm the Mountie. I'm I'm brave. I'm strong. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, as a kid, I loved the uh, Fabulous Rougeau's, you know, because they were a trolling gimmick trying to be, you know, uh, American, but then they weren't. At <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hot, you know, uh, and they were like inside their, uh, their capes, they had like the, you know, I think they had, no, they would come down to the ring with uh, little mini US flags. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, but yeah, Underlook Tag too. They were great in the ring. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch more of their stuff. Oh, uh, they. Well, I mean, obviously it's their brother, so you. It makes sense that they like, you know, they 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 they're fluid. I feel you. I feel you. A lot of watches, you know. Good deal. And actually, now now I think about it, since we said the Mountie Jacques was able to re, you know, uh, repackage himself too. So he went from the '80s to the '90s. Okay. Yes. Yep. From you know. the Fabulous Rougeos to the Mountie, yeah. and then the tag team, and then uh, as yeah. speaking of repackaging. Yep. His tag team partner from the Mounties there, uh, Pierre Call Roulette. Yes. Now, now wrestling as PCO. Yep. Which I, I still got, I got to watch. Like, is he good now? Uh, like in the ring? Yeah. Funny. I, I really can't say much about his in ring work. I haven't really watched it. I've just seen like the clips of him like getting like shocked with like a defibrillator car battery thing. <laughs> yeah, but at one point, wasn't he like the ROH champ? Yes, yes, he was. So you can't be you can't be garbage if you're like in a like pure wrestling league. <laughs> like you have to be, right? uh, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> but uh, that's all crazy because he got to be well into his like fifties then. Yeah, I believe so. Well, good for Pierre because I mean I remember the tag team in the Mounties and you know he had the eye patch and you know he was the bigger guy out the two so he was doing like move salts and like big man and you know agility stuff but you know good for him that he was able to repackage repackage no completely completely he, he gives me inspiration nah he shouldn't chris jericho should he's repackaged himself like 50 times yeah right <laughs> like he has he has a man of a thousand and four holds he has the y2j he has the undisputed champ era he has the, i'm the best in the world and he has the list, Jericho. Then he has uh, his current form, I guess. His AEW. I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, well, now he is the sports entertainer. Okay, so he's a sports entertainer. Then he was the guy with the jacket, the, uh, the jacket, like the jacket that would light up. I don't know what you would classify yep. that as. But yeah, like Jericho has gone through a lot of inclination. Oh, and, and the the his original with the lion heart, uh, yep. Jericho. Right, also, there was the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Was that his Y2J gimmick, though? What's that? Isn't that the Y2J gimmick? No. Uh, WCW, he was doing that. He had, like, the uh, ponytail. And okay. Like, I am the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, baby. Is that when he was with Ralphus? Yes. Okay. Okay. Great stuff there. Okay. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think he's, like, the... Champ in regards to repacking, like what other wrestlers do you know has repackaged themselves that many times? Well, Jericho, th- this is what I'll say about Jericho because there's a big difference between him and PCO. Okay. Because, um, yeah, Jericho has had all these incarnations, but at the end of the day, they are all Chris Jericho. Like they're just okay. different tweaks on that person. And it's amazing that he can come up with that many different tweaks and still be the same person. Right. 
Uh, whereas PCO, I mean, that was like a complete, you know, he went from being the Mountie to being a monster. Okay, so his actual gimmick is like a Frankenstein type character? Yes. Okay. Well, the monster of Frankenstein, because Frankenstein was the doctor. So does he cut promos? Um, I don't think does he have so. a manager? Stuff I've seen he had a manager who's like doing the talking and stuff. Got you. Got you. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, we might have to do another episode in the future to see like pa- wrestling repackagement and like see the ones that were successful and the ones that like failed from like out the gate. Yeah, that'd be lot. pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, sorry, all right. So, oh, last one as far as like tippet news, uh, kind of before you know you can describe uh, yeah anticipation for WrestleMania, but uh, they did announce that uh, Shad. Shad Gaspard. Yes, got uh was announced for the Warrior uh, Award. Yes, yes, so, which well deserved. Yes. Uh um, you know, unfortunately, you know, he's no longer with us, but you know, definitely uh two hand salute to to him to you know receive a very, very illustrious award. For sure. He uh was huge in the uh community. Yes. Um and then also uh just I mean the way he died. Uh, him and his son were out swimming at the beach and uh, they got caught in like a riptide or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, lifeguards went out there and Chad basically sacrificed himself to make sure they saved his son. Yeah, as I imagine, a lot of parents would, you know, in that situation. You would hope so. Uh, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those, it's funny because it's, yeah, I say you would hope so because like really you, you never know until you're in that situation. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, but, it, but yeah, he, he sacrificed himself for his son and that's definitely to be saluted. Yes, um, definitely. So, and a lot of guys, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, please. No, I was going to say a lot of uh, wrestlers also have, you know, uh, given, t- uh, you know, firsthand testimonies of, you know, how good of a person uh, he was, you know, so that's always also good too. Yes. You know, I, I, I never, so this is my first time hearing of the Warrior Award. So, like, has this been really? But apparently, I guess it's been presented to other people in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, so here's what's funny about it <clears throat> uh, a classic WWE. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> when Warrior was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and, you know, he died the next day. Okay, but when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, he said he wanted to do an award for like the unsung heroes, and he's like, you know, for the production people, and he like named like some guy. He's like, who like you know, for thirty years has been doing my thing, <laughs> like blah blah blah, like you know, he's yeah. like, yeah, it's all the people that like no one knows about, like, but they help keep this company running, like, <laughs> which is definitely good, you know, to uh, you know, to give uh, praise and you know. Give them their flowers while they're still here. Yes, you know, even you know to the people that might not be as prominent in, in front of the camera. No, I, absolutely. Um, and so that's what Warrior said in his speech that he wanted. <laughs> and then he died, and the next year they come out with the Warrior Award. But like, it's been nothing of what he said he wanted it to be. Why? Who else has received it? Um, I think like a child like dying of cancer got it. Um trying to think of who else got it but like it hasn't been like production people and like you know stuff like that. Uh, well 
hopefully he just, maybe he was just using it like as an example. Maybe he just didn't think it was like only the backstage people would get these awards, like just people <laughs> in general. But like, because he said he passed, you know, the following year, so maybe his, you know, the idea wasn't very ironed out as far as who should receive it. Maybe. So I'll give them benefit of the doubt. <laughs> But yeah, it definitely, you know, the way he said it in his speech is not how it's been carried out. <laughs> oh, and okay. But I mean, the, the the idea and the substance of it is still in regards to that you are giving, you know, people their praise and, you know, at, you know for their, uh, account, you know, acclamations uh, to what they did, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's gone to, like I said, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the, the first one was like a child that, like, died of dying or died of cancer uh, but like you know like put a smile on everyone's face and like you know that sort of thing and like Shad Gaspard like you know very similar thing like you know the, the people that have gotten it like it's great things like, right. I don't, I don't want to take away from the, from the people that have won like the award uh, right. I, I'm just saying I, I don't think it's what Warrior had envisioned it to be <laughs> I got you I got you hey sometimes you know the, it might not be the envision but it still works out as a you know still a positive yeah you know, you know? yeah and, and at the end of the day <laughs> no for sure and I mean I, I guess also at the end of the day uh Warrior's wife is still very involved with the company so I mean she must have given her blessing for yeah which is great because they for you know for all we know that after he passed that could have been the end of it Right, like right. they really they have no incentive to have to continue if they didn't want to. No, absolutely, you're 100 percent right on that. And uh, but you know they did, and so that's great. Right, uh, right. and maybe uh, it, it's you know it's so interesting uh, life and the world. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think about you know the the, uh, the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. Yeah, that was a crazy hit piece. It was, you know, uh, but you know there must have been some truth to it. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I hear Jim Cornette tell stories about how difficult Warrior was to deal with, and you know, you think about like when Warrior started getting involved in politics and things, and he was going around and he's like, "Queer don't make the world work," or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, but you can't receive that. Net, like in today's now, uh, you just gotta give that person time, basically, to like. Going back, you know, uh, certain wrestlers now that have had, you know, similar situations where they've been outspoken for their political values and, you know, the Twitter has been deleted or this, that, and the third. So you just get sometimes it just takes longer for other people to, you know, show their true self. Fair enough. Fair enough. And plus, you're not having, like you said, a multi million dollar company with a lot of resources and a lot of tape library that they can comb through to, you know, paint a particular narrative. Right, right. So that's you know super easy to do. I mean, we we all have the self destruction of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, but we can see. I don't. For me personally, I know like initially as a kid, my perspective of them now and today is total one hundred and eighty. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair, and it's funny that you say because I'm like, yeah, we don't have those DVDs, but you can easily picture <laughs> how you would make it. Yeah. So, but nah, that that was that the only hit piece that came out from. Uh... I feel like yes. They, he, Vince must have really had a disdain for him in his mouth for that during that time period. You know what it is? Like, you, you hate the ones you love. Well, he didn't do one on Macho. No, I don't think he loved Macho as much as he loved Warrior. 
Really? Because I would thought Macho brought him more money, though, right? No way. Warriors' well, time as as the big dog was much smaller compared to Macho. You, you are right on that. You are right on that. Oh, we get snap it to a Slim Jim. You know, <laughs> never, you know. <clears throat> Macho left. That that left with him. Really? I thought I thought they had Slim Jim commercials. They did briefly. Okay. And then, uh, but but Slim Jim was like, "Wait a minute! Like these aren't like the Macho Man commercials." <laughs> and and, uh, and so then, yeah, uh, they ended up canceling their WWE agreement and signing directly with Macho Man. That's hysterical, right? But good for Macho Man. He probably made more money of not having a split percentage with Vince. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and it's so funny. Uh, Kevin Nash actually talks about it uh, in, one of his, in one of his shoot interviews. Okay. Because uh, he says, yeah, he's like, Macho left, and they started bringing in other guys to do the commercials, and I guess Nash was one of them because he was a top guy at the time. Okay. And, uh, they're, they're filming, and they're like, oh, like, you know, we need you to do it more like Macho Man. Like, can't you do, like, the, the voice bit? He's like, no, like, that's his thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> like, you know, and you can picture Kevin Nash. <laughs> he's so laid back, like, you know. All right. <laughs> At least he was honest. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, didn't try to, you know, steal his thunder, but okay. Um, all right. Did you get a chance uh, to listen to... Uh, Pat McAfee's uh, uh, interview with Vince or Brock Lesnar? Yes, actually. Yeah. Which did ones you? did you uh, listen to? Both of them. Yeah, I heard both of them. Yeah, I'm saying here. What did you think of Brock's and what did you think of Vince's? Um, starting with Brock's, it, I, it was amazing how human he, he kind of came across. Very personable. Yes. Uh, you know, with everything you hear about him and with everything you see on TV, it was like, this is a complete contrast. Uh, like, it was like, wow, this is a guy I would hang out with and have a drink. I was going to say, well, I mean, I've met people like him, you know, like, you know, country, you know, like farm, like, you know what I'm saying? They're very A, humble and like humorous at the same time. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> But I feel like I've never heard Brock described like that. You hear about Brock just described as like this beast that doesn't like people. Yeah, because he well, he seldom gives interviews um, out of the promotion, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, he can do a, he can he can do a mean Stone Cold impersonation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Like who who knew? It, right. Uh, as well as um, uh, if he's doing uh. What's the thing where you you can buy an audition? Uh, not audition. Uh, auction auctioneer voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what I took, um, although he's a very smart businessman, he yes. uh, able to stretch out his money, you know, with uh, buying land and you know other investments compared to just buying on frivolous, you know, knickknack toys, which you know like expensive cars or. You know, um, yes, no, you agree. know, the stuff that, that that doesn't bring that doesn't accumulate value, right? No, I agree with you there. And uh, also, I'm like, what do his brothers look like? Yeah, if he was getting beat up by them as a kid, but he right. said that also, like, at the time, like, six years difference, so yeah, you know, if, if he was like 12, they'll obviously be like 19, 20, or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, True. they got obviously be able to pick on him, but he said he was able to turn the tables when he hit 18, right? Right. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen uh, pictures and video footage of him in college. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was a beast then. So I'm like, yeah, I can imagine. 
<laughs> it also is cool to see his insight on business. Like he's, you know, he's not all about like, you know, am I gonna go over when my spots just stand at thirty? Just like, all right, as long as I make my money, I can feed my family. You know, that's all it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely, a- absolutely. Yeah. And, Which I uh, respect. No, for sure. Uh, speaking of business, not to change topics, but I don't yep. get this. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the news recently. Mike Tyson and Ric Flair are partnering up on a uh, cannabis line. Okay, um, I thought Mike Tyson already had a cannabis line. He does. Oh, okay. And uh, he is now uh, going to be introducing the, the Ric Flair line, but it's under his his brand. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully everything goes well. Uh, uh, especially kind of <laughs> Rick has had his situation financially, so hopefully everything works out for him. Yeah, you know, I, I have to assume it will. Um, number one, I mean, you know, Rick, from what I understand, uh, the Ric Flair brand uh, is like a huge commodity these days. Okay. Um, you know, he's been in the hip-hop videos and different things. Uh, he hosted the slap fight for Triller. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, some different things. And so now this is just a, uh, you know, an expansion of the Ric Flair brand. Um, okay. It's funny to me because Ric Flair is not a weed guy, never has been. Right. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised he's never, like, done, like, alcohol brand, like uh, wine or cognac, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that okay. would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, I feel like if Ric Flair was in his prime today, he probably would have an alcohol brand. Oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah, you think of all the big celebrities that do. Or like, I'm surprised they didn't like didn't endorse like Rolex. You know, get endorsed by them or like, you know, what I'm saying stuff that he was the yeah. tank, that was part of his character. No, totally, totally. And again, same thing. I think if he was in his prime today, he probably would be. Yeah, but that's why I'm I'm so lean to the fact that like he just probably just looking at more like a cash grab. Like, all right, I'm gonna invest in something that's hot today. Hopefully, I can make some money and you know and get out of it before it I lose any you know money. Yeah, yep. You know, and I, it'd I think probably be the same if somebody brought like cryptocurrency to his attention. He's like, all right, I'll do a Ric Flair coin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. So, but hopefully, like you said, hopefully that particular you know strand is useful for whatever the case may be for people. So, you know, no yeah. knock on that. No, hopefully it'll be good. I'm curious to. Uh, I feel like the Tyson stuff is only available on the West Coast. Okay. Um, so I'm curious to, you know, if I if I go to WrestleMania next year in LA, uh, maybe I'll I'll get to find out about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Did you? Um, so what do you think of Vince's uh, interview? Um, Vince's was kind of interesting. Um, he's uh, Vince's aging. Like it, it's it's interesting to see. Um, well, he's what like seven mid seventies. Yeah, mid seventies. Okay. Um, as well as things like just because when I think of Vince McMahon, I think of you know him and Austin going at it, like you know, the genetic <laughs> yeah, in the hospital, like, yeah, hit, hit with a bedpan. Yes, yes, you know. So it's kind of a uh, kind of wild to be like, wow, like Vince McMahon's like a man in his mid seventies. Like, first of all, it's strange to see an interview with Vince because you seldom see him unless they, unless there's like some TV network doing a hit piece on him. Or right. getting you know, some sort of like lawsuit, and also you know uh, with Pat being the host because they like personality wise they do not seem like they would hang out at a bar together. No, no. Well, Pat would definitely hang out with Vince. Right, but I don't think Vince would have the time to hang out with Pat. 
No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For sure there. And do you think well both interviews that they were fluff pieces or you think they were pretty, you know, non well, not yeah, non biased, I guess. Um, they were kind of fluff pieces. Like, fluff pieces. You know, okay. didn't get too deep on anything. Um, right, right. And I, I think that that wasn't the purpose of them, you know. Yeah, cause I was. I can see what Brock. He's still, you know, wrestling and stuff like that. But it was still out the woods to see Vince in that interview. Like, what was the what was the end goal other than announcing the match? You know, the WrestleMania match. But they could have done that some, you know, another way. Yeah, there were a lot of different ways they could have done that. I, I feel like I, I feel like the uh, I feel like that was the end goal. Was <laughs> <laughs> just set up a match. Yeah, but Pat uh, against um, what's his face, Austin. Austin Theory. Theory, yeah, my boy. And uh, but but yeah, um, you know. With that being said, um, I listened to this guy Bill Body. He's on. Okay. Um, Disco Inferno and Conan, they they, they have a uh, podcast. Okay. Uh, How's that podcast? I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's good, probably good episodes. Yes. Uh, Disco Inferno and Conan are probably my favorite podcast and like uh, of all of them. Um, just because like they they'll they'll trash people, they've got funny stories, like they're they're two guys okay. that just really don't care. Okay. But is there any hint of bitterness on it's not really? No, I, I don't think there's any bitterness from either. Right, cool. I, I feel like they just like they just tell it how they see it. I, I won't say they tell it like it is because okay. I don't know, but like they, okay. they'll tell it how they see it at least, you know. All right, definitely check that out. So um, yeah, but right. uh, but this guy Bill Body uh, they have on his podcast, he like he does like wrestling news and like he tries to break stories. Okay. He says that uh, Netflix, I think he said it was Netflix. I, if I'm wrong there, it's one of the other streaming channels. Okay. okay. But, uh, that they're working on a documentary about Vince McMahon. Okay. And uh, so the podcast might have, the, not the, yeah, yeah, the podcast with Pat McAfee, that, that might have just been to um, like have something in this documentary to be like, oh, Vince McMahon's always busy. Like, you know, here he is like on this show now. You know, gotcha, gotcha. Use it as like B-roll footage. Right, right. Okay, okay. All right. But from the interview, what aside from Vince's agent, what were any takeaways that you got from it? Um, not. A, it's funny. I'm like, <laughs> I, I do feel like it's really a fluff piece, and like, I'm like, oh, like I don't feel like I uncovered any new news or anything like that. How about you? And that he still works out. Uh. Hardcore. Uh, I think he's, he he like sleeps like <clears throat> only a handful of hours. Yeah, it sounds like he's always like three gym. hours a night. Yeah, which is like sort of crazy because science has always said not, that's not good to sleep such short hours. Yeah, um, so, you know, there's a lot of these guys, especially at that high of a level. Yeah, that that that's their deal, and I have to wonder. Um, you know, I, I recently watched a thing talking about steroids and bodybuilding. And how yep. like the top bodybuilders, a lot of uh, what makes them top bodybuilders is the fact that their body can handle like that taking all those steroids and things like that okay. other people wouldn't be able to handle that. Okay. Um, I, you know, extracting that bit, you know, I'm like, yeah, all of our bodies are different. And you hear these stories about the elite, how they only sleep like, you know, three, four hours a night. Uh, right. You know, and I'm like, I wonder if part of what makes them the elite is that their bodies can handle that.
Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, especially because if this sound, if Vince has been doing this same regimen for how knows you know for how long? I mean, yeah. But then also could be genetic too because he said his mother lived to one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know how when his father passed, how old he was, but still, that's you know, at least on Vince's one side, his father had some health issues. Oh, okay. Because he he passed like I want to say before WrestleMania one even happened. Okay, so I could say you know certain genes lend to you know you know certain from family members, but still, absolutely. You know, um, trying to think what other things I remember from the interview. Uh, but 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 um, he's he he's, when you say we're Asian, he does sound like he's realizing that the end of the tunnel is, is somewhat relatively not soon, but he can see it because he was almost speaking like when. He, it was like when it's all said and done type of thing. I want to say, yes. you know, thank you to everybody. So you know, those when you start talking like you know, like that type of thing, you know, reflective yes. almost. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, but you know, like you said, it was almost like a fluff piece because it's, it's you know, he tries his decisions that you know from like signings and cutting and stuff like that. That you know, it's part of the business. He said he has he had to separate himself. Once they be, became public, you know, right. once they had like investors that like, all right, it's no longer personal. Now it's a business. So like, if I have to do release this person, this and the third, is because it's a business to for my investors. And that was a little interesting, you know. And I feel like it was, you know, it's like even if I've got to release family or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, but I mean. And, is it really? Because he still own ownership of it, but like, do you think that is the case? Um, yeah, I think so. Especially over the past five years, probably the pandemic accelerated stuff, but there has been a wave of releases. You know, you know, not just re- on on screen talent, but even back screen talent. You know, yeah. Uh, it, even though, but see, that's the th- the, the funny thing is they're making record breaking profits. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like what is it like you know you, you guys are getting these like buku contracts you know the the, the Saudi pay per views are like you know making you sleep well at night uh, so I was like <laughs> <laughs> do the investors really need all these you know releases but you know like you said like he says a public trading company at this point so gives <laughs> the you know answer to somebody yeah right you know so but yeah I just thought those were those two interviews were, you know, quite interesting. A contrast, almost. So agreed. on-screen personalities. No, agreed. So, this is the last week uh, before you uh, and the missus head down to Mania. Any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up of uh, the big pay-per-view? Uh, it's not a pay-per-view, pal. It's a uh, premium live sporting event. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but but yeah which uh, I think if I remember actually Vince even corrected Pat McAfee on that um, during the interview oh really I I think so but 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 yes uh, the biggest premium live sporting event of the year coming up um, Wrestlemania uh, myself and the Queen we leave on Wednesday Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, looking forward to a nice week in Dallas, Texas, baby. 
But uh, a, what match are you looking forward to, and what of the two nights you think will be the, you know, crowning nights? Um, let's see. Well, I guess a is an easy answer for me. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar is the match I'm most looking forward to. Okay. Um, me as a fan, um, is just like, oh, like this is the biggest match of you know the year this is epic proportions and i love roman reigns the tribal chief yep um just everything about him the presentation like coming out in the tracksuit like looking like a boss like just great stuff and Um, he got the usos as his um you know backup henchman yes yep uh yes yep looking like the penguin the wise man (laughs) yes looking like the penguin (laughs) (laughs) oh man Although more more like the Danny DeVito penguin, not the penguin from the Batman we saw last night. That is correct. That is correct. And uh, which, uh, by the way, shout out to uh, Showcase Cinemas and Randolph and their 4D experience. Yes, sir. Uh, that was wild. We we went and saw the Batman last night in 4D. Uh, anybody that hasn't been to a 4D theater, check it out. Uh, hopefully, you have one somewhere relatively near you. You can. Uh, <laughs> exactly and make sure it's an action packed movie because if not you'd be wasting a whole lot of money <laughs> yeah that's true that's true yeah make sure it's action packed because uh, the seats move with the action stuff sprays uh, uh, stuff, that car stuff chase scene? my ankles yeah that, that car chase scene was intense <laughs> that was that was you know, you know? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah no, the good stuff all around um, but yeah uh, back to Wrestlemania for me as a fan Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, you know, that's big, big money match. Um, you know, we're going to have a, a unified champion. I don't know if that's the term. Um, undisputed champion. There we go. Undisputed champion. There you go. Um, yes. Yep. Uh, so, so that'll be interesting to see what comes from that. Um, as far as which night, uh, I'm more looking forward to night one or night two, or which that's a tough one. Uh, it's funny. Uh, shout out to the Versace Stoner podcast, uh, Versace Stoner Wrestling, because um, they had a poll up actually asking people which night uh, they were looking forward to. And I, I didn't answer it because I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got to really look at the card and uh, figure it out. But uh so I will say I don't know if I'm looking forward to one night over another okay because uh, for me I'm looking forward to just certain events I think Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns that's going to be really good right um, I think it's going to have big implications right um, I think AJ Styles versus Edge um, I think that's the sleeper match of the weekend I forgot about Edge <laughs> yeah yep you what's know? up with his new look though um you know he's experimenting with with a new heel persona, I guess. Oh, he, he looks like the the honeycomb cereal mascot. What? If you have after this, look online at honeycomb. Actually, look right now the honeycomb mascot, and then look at it, and that's basically him. All right, I gotta look because in my head I'm like, was it the honeycomb mascot a frog? No. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Golden Crisp. No, that was a bear. Can't oh, yeah, get yeah, right. Of them golden, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely look at the honeycomb. All right, hold on. We're, we're doing it right now. <laughs> on, on, on the line. <laughs> but I'm just like, what is going on with Edge? 
And we're sure it wasn't a fro. Oh, what the heck is that thing? It's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you see Edge, you see Edge promo, just put his face to that. But, uh, so that, him, and AJ, him, <laughs> him and AJ... Also, uh, I definitely recommend on your free time, uh... Go to just go to the Google machine and put in honeycomb serial mascot, go to images, and then just start scrolling down. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, some really wild stuff comes up. Like, there's a thing from Chuck E. Cheese where, like, the, the rat looks like he's drugged out. <laughs> there's a man in a bee costume. Uh, there's some sort of cereal called King Vitaman. Uh, yeah, there's some really wild stuff. Count Chocula. Count Chocula. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Edge is, is experimenting with some new heel stuff. Um, okay. We'll see how it plays out, I guess. Okay. But uh, but I think him and AJ Styles will be the sleeper match of the weekend. Okay. Um, I think Edge has a chip on his shoulder. Okay. Uh, you know, in that he really, since coming back, like he hasn't been like really top top level okay uh especially you know i mean he came back and there were no fans and then you know so now he's like readjusting fans again and everything and i think aj styles is the guy that has a great match with everybody and i feel like he's probably got a chip on his shoulder going into mania with not really having a, a good story okay and so i think the two of them are really gonna try to put on the match of the weekend all right, I think they can do that. Yeah, no, I do too. So I think that's the sleeper. Um, and then the you know the big rumor mill is that Cody Rhodes will be making his WWE debut at WrestleMania. Yep. And uh, you know it'll be him and Seth Rollins. I'm curious about that. <clears throat> you know. See, the funny thing is online people kept on saying, you know, when Triple H retired, they're like, oh, I guess him and Cody was won't have a won't have a program. But in my head, I was like, I never knew Cody and Triple H were gonna even. Uh, didn't make sense to me on paper. Yeah, um, you know, I know he does the thing with the sledgehammer and slashing the, right. the throne. I, but, I later found that out, but I was like, oh, okay. But it still doesn't really make sense for him Triple H to have a match like. <laughs> like Triple H hasn't really been an on-air wrestler in years. Right, and did they ever interact when they had like when he was with WWE? No. So, <laughs> and, uh, if anything, if like Triple H was running things like the way he ran NXT, Cody would have probably been pushed pretty well there yeah so I, I don't know that's, that's, that's I just thought it was strange but yeah hopefully uh, Cody and um, if he does show up him and Seth but then I'm trying to think what's the end goal like after Seth like, who's next right like that's a weird one and so that's why <laughs> I, I'm curious you know I guess we'll see we'll see if it happens and then if, if it does how yeah how does it play out from there cause Seth I mean I said Cody's you really can't put him against either Roman or Brock to, you know, seem credible. So he has to no. sort of hover around the mid mid card guy size, like a Seth, AJ, Edge. Right, and that's, that's like he can't even now. I think about he can even go against like you know Lashley, like you know just off of size and just you know domination look. So yeah, I'm I'm curious how they're gonna play this out. At least with AEW, you have more guys that was his size that was you know in the main events completely you know AEW 
Cody was one of the bigger guys in some ways. Yeah. Other than, you know, Billy Gunn is like the big show to everybody over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. You know? But, uh, yeah. Um, so, aside from Mania and being down in Texas, are you going to dibble and dabble to any uh, indie shows while you're there? Uh, we're going to check out Control Your Narrative. Nice. Uh, um, who uh, they did not get back to me. And then um, the Queen told me that EC3 put out a thing saying that they couldn't uh, respond to everybody. So the only way to get on is to do the seminar. And uh, oh, I was you like, do that? No, nah, I'm not doing the seminar. Oh, um, okay. That's, that smells like a work to me. What do you mean? Like, why would you put out a thing saying like, oh, like we're looking for talent. Please send us your info. Yeah. And then like, be like oh like we got so many responses we couldn't look at any of them so instead like come, come do our seminar <laughs> okay well where is the seminar um somewhere in dallas oh okay wherever okay. the show's gonna be it's gonna be at the same place and i take it it's a paid seminar yeah you gotta pay to do it yeah so this is probably just trying to look at it as a second hustle it's right but, but hopefully yeah. hopefully the show itself is cool they'll be able to you know establish themselves as a new brand yeah, I hope so. I'm very intrigued by what it'll be like because it's you know cinematic wrestling, but not cinematic wrestling. And they've banned super kicks and Canadian destroyers. Okay. Um, so it'll be yeah, it's going to be interesting to to see. Um, so I'm very curious about it. Um, and then also we got tickets for Ring of Honor because we're curious about what what goes on with that with now that it's run by Tony Khan. Should be dope. Uh, we'll see. I'm hoping so, but I, you know, no disrespect to Wheeler Yuta, but like, I, you know, one of the matches announced for that show is Wheeler Yuta versus Josh Goods, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's not uh, not quite the, the Ring of Honor match I was hoping to see. Uh, <laughs> well, who are you looking to see? Uh, well, I'm excited for FTR against the Briscoes. Okay. Um, that'll be good. Um, yeah, should be very strong style. Yes, yep. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. I think that could be a sleeper match. Okay. Um, beyond that, they've only announced two other matches, I think. They've announced Wheeler Yuta versus Josh Goods. Yep. Um, and then they announced, I think, Jay Lethal against somebody. I was going to say, you think they'll just um, shoot him back down to ROH? Since he's Jay still Lethal? Little, yeah, floating around in AEW? Um, I guess it depends I'm how they backwards. Answer. Yeah, like, I don't know what, what they intend to do with ROH. Okay. And, and that's a big reason why, it's funny, I feel like the shows that we're going to outside of WrestleMania and Raw, um, yep. we're going to them because we don't know what to expect. <laughs> I got you, which is even better. Yeah, yeah, you know. Be so surprised. Exactly. Like, we're intrigued by, you know, what's the presentation going to be like, you know, what's going to happen on these shows and so, uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, uh, and then outside of those two shows in WrestleMania and Raw, otherwise we're going to be eating a lot of good uh, Texas barbecue. Okay, all right, dope, dope, dope. Well, since it is a two night <clears throat> extravaganza, uh, I take it then we might have to record then uh, once you guys get back because obviously Sunday, which is uh, seems like our prime day now, you guys. But a be recuperating from Saturday, or just getting ready in line for <laughs> a Sunday show. So, 
Um, well, let's figure that out because uh, with the time zone difference and everything, it might work out okay to uh, to do a recording Sunday, and then maybe we'll do another one when we get back or something. Or I don't know. Let's... We'll figure it out. Yeah, let's figure that out. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, anything on the water jug? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, today's water jug is enjoy a bright sunny morning. Um, sunny right here. Yeah, yeah. It, I woke up this morning at, at 6.30 uh, before my alarm even went off um, because it was just bright. Um, and I was like, wow, like, I, I think today's going to be a really nice day. Nice. Nice. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. Yes. Uh, so, all right. On that note, if you want to uh, take us out as the ordained one. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're going to keep it nice and short this week. Everybody, uh, enjoy yourselves a bright, sunny day. Um, and, uh, you know, or whatever time you're listening to this, make sure you just enjoy enjoy it, period. Um, <laughs> as we say every week, you could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Uh, peace, love, and chicken grease to all of y'all. All of y'all, hey, hey, hey. One, two, three.